Hello. Um, the following podcast comes with a disclaimer, which probably isn't a good sign, is it? Um, I decided it would be a good idea to sit down with some mates of mine and do a year a year review. So going month by month, talking about some of the things that went on that month in the news, in music, in our own lives, um, and record it. We also decided it'd be good to have a drink while we do this. Now, I don't really drink much anymore. I've probably been drunk probably twice this year up to this point i figured that these episodes would get at least two episodes out of so at least a couple of hours um we ended up drinking and talking for over five hours um so yeah i've we've we broke it up so it's episodes but we do get quite drunk the thinking was in the December period and new year, early New Year and stuff like that, I don't want to be chasing guests, trying to hassle people to sit down and have a conversation with me. But equally, that's the time of year that you might have some free time to fill or you might really want to go for a walk and escape the family and stuff like that or 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 have the the worst of the train journeys because it's it's you shouldn't be at work you should be at home by fire um so i didn't want to not do the podcast a lot of people take december off i didn't want to do that so we've actually turned out we're going to be doing extra episodes in december because this two hours of chat turned into five hours of drunk rambling i wanted to do this disclaimer because i can't I can't guarantee the quality is high. (laughs) I can't remember what we said or what we did, but I do remember that we had a great time. So hopefully you will too. Um, Thank you for the support. Oh, and again, like some of them, I was drunk and forgot to give a gap for the intro music to come in or outro music or anything like that. So they're going to be a sloppy mess. Um, But yeah, thank you for supporting for the whole of 2015 and all the episodes you've got down with and pushed about and used word of mouth to to keep us in the top 10 regularly on the iTunes chart and on all podcast charts. So thank you for your support and um, Happy New Year. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is, what is this, the fourth one? How long have we been here? Fucking it's been ages. for fucking ages. Um, Distraction Pieces podcast. In case you don't know, we're all a bit drunk. Um, this is episode four of our year in review that we expected to be a couple of episodes. I'm reckoning it's going to be about five. <laughs> We've now got pizza in, so we're not only going to be drinking and drunk, we're also going to be eating and chewing into the microphone. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. Feel Sorry. free to skip this week's. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're on to August. Everyone remember August? Not right now, no. What happened? Oh, it was on. my birthday. Oh, okay. It's exciting for me. I'm joined by Chris Glass and mm. Stuart Whiffin. Hello. Continuing on. Hey, what, what, did, um, what did we do for your birthday, mate? Can you remember? I can't remember. I just went to the cinema on my own. We <laughs> okay, discussed that last week. Gets him right anyway, let's move on. Um, films. Let's start with films. As we're eating. Mm-hmm. Oh, in fact, actually, before we get to films, I did the Doug Loves Movies podcast, which wow. you and me, Chris, have had mm-hmm. a lot of listens to since then. Really good. Really Again, good. I recommend yeah. that highly. It's a it's a it's a movie oh, quiz. Yeah, it's a movie quiz, and it's just hilarious. And any episode that claims to have 
Mark Wahlberg on. You need to go I recommend and watch you it. listen to it. It's basically li- listen to it. Sorry, uh, one of the guests just does a Mark Wahlberg or plays the whole show as if he's Mark mm. Wahlberg, and it's yep. just comedy gold constantly. So I recommend that. I love Doug Love's movies. You'll but never, you'll never get bored of hearing that guy do his Mark Wahlberg impression. But films that came out that I saw that month, straight out of Compton. Yep, dope, amazing, Good. right? Just, yep. just yep. NWA. Just oh, we're going to be eating. It's going to be the worst podcast ever. Um, <laughs> just a reminder of how important NWA were to to the community and society at that time. The the, the huge leap, the riots that they caused, literally mm-hmm. the riots that they caused, was just yeah. amazing. Yeah, they, they yeah they did that. And so everyone um, else is just going to eat and leave me to talk. It seems. <laughs> no, so that's, no, 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 no. I was, that's I was cool. Pour, just just sitting. I, yeah. I was pouring beer at the time. No, yeah, they did that. I, 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 I love that NWA. That actually that that uh, the end of the death of NWA was the start of my hip hop. Um, fandom so yeah. I was a huge fan of Ice Cube mm-hmm. and I, I, I was retarded for Ice Cube I didn't know anyone else who liked him even you know hip hop fans didn't like Ice Cube when I was Obviously, listening to it I'm older than you guys sorry yeah. I've got married you've mentioned that <laughs> yeah. next episode you're sexier though <laughs> but I, I kind of grew up <laughs> my, my kind of teenage years was when Rakeem you know LL Cool J Public Enemy yep um, and, and, and that dropped <laughs> and that yeah. was that was huge for us, you know. People were break dancing, and, and it was it was a, a, a wicked time to be at school. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and obviously when that music came out, that was the hardest sounding stuff out there. It was and stuff it was you like, kept hidden. Like there's um, a, there's an amazing there's a piece by Polar Bear. Yeah, and it's on YouTube and that, and it's talking about. Um, it's actually about his 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 dad leaving, but it's about he starts it with he got um, the NWA record. Um, a, a, oh yeah, a, a I remember. Compton, mm. And he kept it hidden in a sock mm. in his wardrobe because he's like, if Mum finds this, mm. oh, and that's what well, that's generally what it was like with that kind of music at that time. Lang- language-wise, parental yeah. advisory was a big thing. It was genuine parental advisory as well, you know. But even as hard as Public Enemy were um, and, and Big Daddy Kane and stuff, like when straight out of Compton, when you heard that for the first time, that was just like, what a and I think fuck. I think the film are really nailed it in wet as well in showing that. Over here at the time, a lot of people were talking about how it's encouraging this, it's encouraging that. The film kind of showed you, no, it was the first people addressing that and talking yeah. about this that was going on. It was, was hugely important. The, the main criticism I saw of the film and that, that I had before I saw it was the lack of attention or the ignoring. It wasn't even the lack of attention because a film's a film. You pick certain bits to tell, mm-hmm. you tell the stories. Dr. Dre's a brother dying got three minutes. So it's not like they were, yeah. you know, is you know. But the lack of addressing Dr. Dre's long history at that Straight time of domestic violence girls. beating up women mm. and that was shit but at the end of the day I thought the film was great but I think it was also great because the discussion was then brought up of, of his, his, his of his domestic violence it was amazing I did, a, a good, I did a post a about point, it ma'am. I did a post about it on Instagram and I was amazed because one of um, the uh, uh, one of the women who he famously yeah, yeah, up uh, left a comment Weird, craziest on, on, voice on, ever like, left a comment on my on the Instagram saying like thanks this, is, yours, this really is dope so and again it's great that it builds that discussion and again I still can't get over that personally I can't I can't rain down praise on Dre because of that part in his history and again people can change blah 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 but that's still a permanent no he has to you have to acknowledge me, but, that and I think I think he, but that doesn't he make that doesn't out. Change the fact the film's awesome and the NWA no, exactly, was awesome, exactly. and, and that he's hugely important in music. It, it goes in beyond having to accept two things there, and people are so in life are so you know you have to accept yes or no, yes or no. Yeah. Is he cool? Is he not? So no, I don't want to accept that. I don't want to have to uh, confer to saying 
Dre's a wanker because he did some really shitty things. Because yeah. if you start doing that, you're going to find out some amazing things about your friends, family, and also your your your, your favorite bands. Yeah, yeah. Look at the look at the doors. Oh man, that list is endless of total arseholes who have made amazing music. Dre yeah. is yeah. one of them. He might not be that now. And the now. fact is, you, you try and think of anyone who's had as much... And I argued with someone about this on FaceTime, just his... Over different time periods, his musical in- influence, the defining of the sound in the NWA period, then the defining of the sound in the G-Funk, G-Funk. kind of era, yeah. and then the defining of the sound on, like, on, on 2001 Dre, and things like yeah. that, still yeah. Dre and all yeah, that, yeah. completely different, and Eminem and all this kind of thing. It's like, there's very few people who've had such distinct... D- different sounds, but a huge imprint on in, all of in them. The, in the hip hop world, I yeah. don't think there's many. I, well, in, actually, I, I, if, I, if I sit saying in music in, in general, so many of the great and big respected bands generally stay in one genre yeah, or sound or yeah, area. Yeah, there's yeah, there's people yeah. like Bowie that, that Bowie, right. uh, Bowie's then, the one who's sticking out in my then, brain. Let's open up this. But then there's people like Bowie who do awful stuff in the mix of that. You know, yeah, who move yeah. along and it's not great. Um, yeah. I'd also put Madonna in there, as, yeah, as cheesy yeah. as that is. She's changed sounds and styles Beatles. so many times. The Beatles. Yeah. Again, though, I'd say the, the Beatles, I guess, obviously, people died, but they had two changes. They had their, they had their rock and roll time and then their hippie time. There mm-hmm. wasn't a lot. There wasn't. Again, it's, Dre seems to have so many different points. Um, three. Along the way. Maybe three, four if you Three, maybe four now. if you get to Eminem and, and some of the input he had on, mm. on, on 50 and things like that. Um, two other films, or three other films. The Gift... You saw that, the Chris? Gift, I've got that shit down here. It's right amazing, now. wasn't it? Mm. The Gift is one of the best movies this year. Yeah, I thought it's it's fantastic. It's so s- 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 subtle and simple, but the the darkness. It reminded me, in a way, this is going to seem like a weird one of of Room for Romeo Brass in the simplicity mm. of the darkness of the bad That's guy. Really, that, I didn't that, think that. That you're yeah, kind you're of right. almost laughing at him at first, and then there's just the subtle darkness and build of the intimidation was Man, fantastic. Totally, totally, it's tough to talk about the gift without giving too much away. But yeah. you should watch out. What's that? What's that guy's? Uh, Joel Egerton. Joel Egerton. Yeah, absolutely amazing. He's, he's done some really good movies. I mean, yeah, um, he's a beast at the moment. And he's um, just, like yeah, going Fight, on Fighter on. with Tom Hardy. We've, we've we've propped up Tom Hardy last uh, yeah. probably in like episode one. It's called Warrior, but you know what did I call really? it? You called it the fire, so that was that was with my boy Mark Wahlberg and uh, and, 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 and and Christian Bale. But it's a really good movie, The Warrior. Yeah, it's, it, it, again, it's, it's it's fantastic. Another yeah. two, uh, two more films. Um, one that I don't think either either of you will have seen: Diary of a Teenage Girl. <laughs> is that where we end the podcast, man? It's, it's, I mean, we had Magic Mike Double XL. It's, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's got um, it's got Eric from True Blood. Um, okay, Skarsgård is that, um, that Skarsgård yep. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's really dark because it's it's this amazing it's, it's a grown I, I believe it's an 18 so it's not just some teen film but it's about a teenage girl kind of initially coming into her sexuality and, and s- s- seducing her single mum's bo- a, a boyfriend so it's really dark because there is paedophilia in there essentially but it's really I don't know it was bold he, he, I don't know there's Sounds like a um, fish tank yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Again, it's, yeah, it's, it's very a similar, kind of story-wise, but not tonally. Tonally, it feels more like um, Rushmore and mm. and the Royal Tenenbaums and that kind of thing. It's quite right, quirky okay. and kooky mm. and weird, but it really addresses some really interesting subjects in a in a bold way. It doesn't just go dirty pedo evil. Obviously, you know, it leads to, if, if there is any elements that it leads to that, but it's yeah. just kind of it's really interestingly done. So I like yeah. that. I enjoyed that and I okay, recommend I, that. Um, I will watch that. And the other one, Fantastic Four. Did anyone okay. see it? I couldn't see it because you... I made you promise you not to. You text me outside the cinema after you watch it <laughs> saying, do not go and watch this film. Promise me don't go and watch this film. Yeah. It's dog shit. Yeah, it was... 
it was one of the worst things. And I go and see every superhero film. I love them. And I got, it got horrendous reviews. And I got 20 minutes in. I was like, this isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, I was like, this is just, I wish this hadn't happened ever. Doctor Doom. And I mentioned that I made this joke on the, on the Doug Loves Movies podcast. So it's a bit of a, a, a pre-written, but his costume design and artistic design, it felt like he was a character drawn on the wall in a laser quest. Man, you that's know, it, bad. it just looked that terrible neon. Man, how the fuck, how the fuck shit. are Marvel fucking that up? Man, they fucked that up twice. Like, not I mean, Marvel's done, not Marvel's. Sony, isn't it? No, Sony will. Right, okay, that's a whole nother conversation. Well, that's but, weird. That's why it's but that's now what I, I mean. believe like, been how, given how back. How the and... fuck they've fucked up in movies, Doctor? Doctor Doom is, as far as epitome as villains go, you should be getting him right. It's not Great that and difficult. It's simple. It's you, just a metal mask. It's a man in the eye mask, but awesome and It's not powerful. that difficult. And I, I haven't... And now you've made me not watch that. Not made me, but I've yeah, learnt my lessons from, from awfully bad films that I've walked out and had episodes of anger where, you know, yeah. we talk about um, Tomorrow Never Dies, James Bond, one of the worst movies yep. ever, Terminator 3. When you were, you, were saying, you, and, you were saying shit like, don't watch this film, it's that bad. I, yeah. I, I couldn't watch it. And that's bearing in mind that I didn't hate The Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> no, and everyone hated on that. Everyone hated on that. So, I didn't, I didn't. bearing in mind, I have the leniency to bear with the Green Lantern, so that shows how bad this was. Mm. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. Um, what's next? Actually, we go on to Stu. I don't know if, if you listened to any of these. I've noted four podcasts of the distraction pieces that year, so right. or that month. So we can kind of just pick one. But okay. I had the birthday specials with my mum and dad. I had the Greenpeace special. It was a month of specials. I had the Greenpeace special, the drug special with Dr. Susie Gage, and the the sex and death special with Carla Valentine. Any jumping out there? No. Did you not listen to any of them? None of them. You didn't didn't listen to my parents. You've met my parents. I don't know why I didn't listen to them. I don't know why they're not on... August, you're in your (laughs) flip-flops. Bowling about down South End. Uh, The... For me, again, I won't go into to tons of detail on them. The drug special was important for me because it was Dr. Susie Gage has done a lot of tests into recreational drugs, into the causation of mental health issues and the use of them for treatment of mental health okay, issues. Okay. So looking into things like cannabis psychosis, but also looking into using mushrooms or acid or variants of that to treat um, schizophrenia. Also, really? amazingly, to treat... A PTSD and depression, oh, right? Actually, and this is you. I relate to this, Chris, because I know these are drugs that I don't know if you, if you want me to talk about your drug past, but that we've done. Um, <laughs> but but using using essentially ecstasy or MDMA or whatever, using that in therapy sessions for people with PTSD who struggle to talk about their problems and issues. So using a controlled substance like this, that because you'll know that when you do these drugs. You will tell a stranger your deepest, darkest oh, secrets and have this great interaction. And it was fascinating to hear that used as a function to go right. These people are struggling to talk about this. We're going to put them on these drugs for this session so they can open up and share this and get help and develop. And I found that I found that fascinating. I think that's, that's an amazing thing. I think that's that that that, that, that is something I need to listen to. It's, I feel it's, terrible it's, not listening no, no, to your no, podcast. No, but, again, it was a fascinating um, thing that it's an, it's that interesting approach of going right actually. As soon as she said all that, I was like, right, from personal experience, I can I can say, yes, I've never been more open to a stranger yeah, yeah. than when but I'm on it, some kind of drug. But right? isn't it only, we can only say these things from personal experience. And the sad thing is that um, when I was at school, 
our drugs thing. I remember our drugs conversation was uh, about hash. It was like, hey, here's this man. His name is Pete, and he's smoking marijuana. And when he comes off of marijuana, everything speeds up. And it was a, it was a, it was it was it was ridiculous miseducation. My education, thankfully, came from my friends and reading about shit. And thankfully, I didn't have enough peer pressure to start doing drugs until. I was ready to start taking them, mm-hmm. and I th- and, and and all these other additional uses. We 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 we've alienated drugs so bad that it's like you say. It's you're doing it for raving purposes. You're doing it to go out and have a laugh, mm-hmm. and um, actually, there's no other medicinal use for that or practicality. Yeah. It's ridiculous. We don't have it's the crazy. open adult conversations that when I talk to my parents about it, like it, it, within a minute, they're lost. It's they're just absolutely it's lost. Just the They've got no idea. It. And, and Dr. Susie Gage is hopefully going to be doing a podcast soon, just about that, like picking a drug at a time, but educating on it, talking mm-hmm. about it. And again, I've, I really pushed through right. in that episode to do. Just say why to drugs. So rather than just say no to drugs, just say why and give a breakdown and don't be mm. biased. Don't be saying yeah. drugs are great. Going here's the genuine risks. Here's, here's the, the genuine. Re- here's the reasons why everyone's doing it or so, yeah. people decide to. Did Susie you... Gage sounds hot, by the way. Yeah, She's Susie Gage. I mean, because I'd like to be there. Sure, you you got a, a mouthful well, of pizza now. What are you no, going to say? Well, um, I mean, aside from you guys, like I've I've not had a much of a past regarding drugs. Mm. It's um. Doing what I've done for a living as a club promoter. A lot of poppers, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> I, 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 I was always... You did a lot of poppers, though, bro. I was always focused I know, on working. I know, you puppy no, stew. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a surprise in that industry that you've not had that experience. Because, no, no, again, right. it's an industry that's very... But a lot of the promoters in that are very much... I know, absolutely. And, and they run clubs badly because they're so messed up. Back in the 90s, up. it was poppy stew. But obviously... You've said that about five times, Chris. Let's move on from there. That joke... As you mentioned in the last one, I'm quite serious when I'm at work. Uh, I, I believe you just said I was a, a miserable prick, Chris. Poppy Stewart. Yeah, I was, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I've always been the straight guy when everyone's... <laughs> uh, Bullshit! <laughs> Go on. When, when, when everyone's mangled. Um, and, and, and it is weird, because you, you, you see pros and cons of it, and I, I, I understand what she was... Same, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think it's great. What, was, what did she say about cocaine? Um, she didn't go into great detail on cocaine, but again, it's, it was interesting. There's an episode of, again, the Joe Rogan podcast, which I played to you, Dr. Carl Hart. Now, episode wow, two. that was brilliant. Now, episode, he was on again in, I think it was in September, and that was episode 698. But the Holy one that I played shit. you, the one that I played you was from last year, and it's number 469, and watch that. I recommend or listen to it. I recommend that hugely. Um, <laughs> and in that, he, <laughs> Doctor Carl Hart, similarly is someone who's <laughs> dedicated his life to study and recreational drugs. And it's amazing because where he grew up, it was r- ravaged by crack cocaine. And he started to do these studies to try and help. He was like, "I need to learn about this drug and get it out of the community and all that." And what he learned has made him one of the biggest advocates of the legalization of all drugs mm. that that there is. Because the fact is cocaine and crack cocaine like this is an example I don't want to just rip their whole podcast you should genuinely yeah, listen because it's yeah. it's mind blowing right Chris it, 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 it kind of told me things that I didn't know like yeah. like like fundamentally big things that I just thought I knew huge huge like I mean just, about crack cocaine just two examples I mean we're going to cocaine but the one that, that caught me immediately and again will hopefully draw more people to go in and listen to that was that um, 
a withdrawal symptoms of heroin. Again, we've all been English, we've all seen train spotting. Yep. We know what it is. There's a baby crawling across the scene. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the same a physical reaction as, as having the flu. That's all it is. My, that's, it's the that's flu. Insane. It's no worse than that. But again, you, you kind of, at the first I heard that, I thought that's insane. And then I thought, actually, I've had the flu and thought I'm dying. So mm. if that thought is then strengthened by the mm. mythology of you're going to die and all this, then it's, it's a nightmare. But again, it's actually the physical reaction. It's just like having the flu. And the other thing was he was saying crack cocaine or crack and cocaine are the exact same thing. Okay. And they made crack cocaine basically because at that point in the 80s or 90s, cocaine was the expensive drug. Yep. You had to buy large amounts. They made cracks so that they could sell rocks to poor yep. people. They could sell a small amount. Easier to cut rock. and sell. Easier to cut and divide up and sell in small amounts. It's actually the same drug. So the yeah. mythology that you try crack and you're on the streets and you're, you're down and out, yeah. whereas you do coke and you, you work in a good office and all this, it's the it's the way in which they're presented. It's the same drug. Mm-hmm. It's the way the, the system is set up to punish, to punish people more heavily for how crack cocaine than for cocaine. How it was perceived in those areas so, that had the, that, that sort of influence? Because do you know what? I've, I've known um, a, few, a few people who are normal, I'd say, well, I say normal, that's the wrong thing, just, just human beings who you wouldn't expect were doing crack, have said to me, Chris, there was this one time, and I've been like, you know, with my background, really? And it wasn't crazy? It didn't change you? It didn't... And, and again, like, no, take I, it or leave I, it. I, I, urge, like, what? I, I don't really I urge that. people to go and listen to these episodes for yes, greater definitely. education, because we're not yeah. quite educated enough. No, to sorry, no, no. But again, completely can, that, I, can I, on, on a more simplistic thing, can I, can I... Has anyone got any crack? Can, can, I, can I ask you <laughs> what your... your, your Thoughts are on, on cocaine. I hate and, cocaine. I think and, it's an and, ugly, and, and what gross your experiences drug. are um, with but, but yourself if you've taken it, mm. or being around other people it's, it's, that has. I'll, I'll go into this this quite briefly because I got into a big last year. I got into a big, almost like damaging debate about this on Twitter because um, as Chris will know, I've, I've written about cocaine before. I think it's a bullshit drug, and but. I, I've he got, can't handle it, too. He gets he gets so wasted on I've, it. <laughs> cocaine, I've, I've never taken, and I'm quite open about my my my, my drug use in the past. So cocaine yeah. is one of just, and yeah. the reason for that is, all, and it's the same reason I've never smoked a cigarette. Because the reason for that is, I can see the benefits of all the drugs I've done. I smoke some weed, I become um, a more chilled or whatever. I smoke a cigarette, I become addicted to nicotine. I didn't get that. Yeah, but you look like Bruce Willis. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I, I smoke, uh, or I, or I take acid, I hallucinate, I take pills, I'm happy. Yeah. I take cocaine, I become an arsehole. And that's just from my experience of other people. And I did this tweet. No, I did he wasn't tweet. doing coke, he was just well, being this was an asshole. I, I did this tweet saying, if you want to take cocaine, do. But just be aware that you're an insufferable cunt when you're on it. Mm. And I said that, and then I did a follow-up tweet saying, I have been... Sp- with some of my favourite people in the world on cocaine and some of our friends I don't want to say exactly you Chris but possibly you um, um, uh, <laughs> I actually but, don't even think I've ever done coke around you um, but yeah <laughs> and the examples I was given some of the people I love the most in the world when I've been with them on cunt on cunt on cocaine when come on <laughs> We've all had a few drinks. When I've been with them on cocaine, I found them absolutely insufferable. And I did that tweet, but I did that tweet without having a look at the news that morning. Oh, so that morning was when um, a few days before there'd been all the it all come out about the the Saatchi guy 
beating up um, Nigella. Oh, man, that and Nigella Lawson. Hot, hot, and, amazing talent. But that morning, woman. he had come out saying that she was on coke and she was out of control, mm. and that's why I all got there. So it looked like I was supporting that in some yeah. way. So I then had these big debates going, no, 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 no. It, regardless of that, I've said, you, I've said you're insufferable. I don't care how insufferable someone is. You shouldn't, that shouldn't be a justification. What's your, what's your, someone. What's your, yeah, what's your problem with drug? What's your problem with cocaine? Just, if, uh, I've never hung out with anyone on it and not thought they're absolutely gross. Like, just you see, absolutely I, 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 horrendous. I have to say, I have to say that we, we, we're drawing, we're going, we're, we're flip-flopping from, you know, we're going from one extreme to the other because I have. I've hung out with a multitude of people, including myself, who've done it, tried it. <laughs> to me, the, the, one of the largest issues with cocaine is 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 its manufacturing dis- distribution. Yep. And um, that, to me... Puts me off wanting to do it, but then I'm Too not. The, I'm not the. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not the average person. Not yeah. talking about how many times it gets stepped on before it gets yep. served up. I'm Completely. talking about how it's dealt with at source and the abuse yep. of the people and the environment yep. that it goes Completely. through. There's some because great because to me, like what you're saying here is that you've never met like anyone that. who's um, not been an arsehole on coke. Firstly. I don't know how many people you've actually tested before you knew they were doing coke, um, but th- there are there are people who do do that, mm. and they're actually okay. Yeah. But then I've met people who are completely off the charts on it. Yeah. And I've pe- met people who will take it or leave it, and I've I've been more down in that in 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 that in that yeah. zone. Yeah. But what's put me off that in being an adult. And by adult, I mean being someone who's decided to educate myself in jar- drugs, which is what I'm saying is the most important thing is to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not even the buzz that I think is relevant. It's what what did it take for you to get that buzz? And yeah. that, that that buzz that what what it took for you to get that buzz in cocaine was a lot of suffering. Yeah, and I, and I'm okay with people being a bit of a dick. You know, I've had to sit here with you two for four hours. Like, that's yeah. fine with me, yeah. you know, to an extent. But if, if people had me, to but... suffer for that, then, yeah. you know, that that's a whole different... That's a whole Again, different... it's a tough one, but I know for a f- fact that's all well and good to say now, but mm. when you're out drunk or whatever else mm. and there's an option of it, you're not sitting there going... The suffering of people. Do you know what I mean? In, no. in, 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 in that moment. So it's kind of... No, totally not. No, I, I, I've never gone... I'll, I'll pass on this kids. because of... Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah again, so what's your experiences and views? Because you approached that question initially. Was <clears throat> um, For someone that, that, that is a club promoter, I'm quite naive um, on that front. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I've never seen anything positive on... Like from, yeah, from, mm-hmm. from people on cocaine. Um, I've interesting because the only other drug that I would put in a similar category is alcohol. Absolutely. Exactly, exactly. Never that. seen any positive from alcohol. Or, you know, no, one, or, maybe or once or twice a bunch of people but... who are drinking who who yeah. you don't pick up on, right? Yeah, yeah. But sorry, Shane. No, no, no. I've seen lots of. Uh, do you know what you know? What, what you've just said there, alcohol. It, you know, it equates to the same as well. I, I, Seven outside nightclubs, I've seen all manner of horrendous things and, and erratic behaviour that isn't rational and doesn't generally come down to someone that's just gone and had two cans of Tizer. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And or, 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 or Sam Marshall, who, who came with us to the MMA, mm. he's run pubs in Newcastle mm. and in Chester Street 
He's Legends. recently started doing, um, he's opening a, a CrossFit gym, partly because he's massively into it, partly because he said, I've seen so much of my life that what I do for a living is seeing the worst of people. Yeah. Well, seeing people drunk and being out of control and being yeah. bad. I now want to do something where I see the best of people, seeing people achieve stuff and yeah. better themselves and all that. Yeah. And it's true, it's true. If yeah. you've spent your, your life in that industry, yeah. no matter how much you do see... Well, there are positives and you do have a good night. It's yeah. still, you're generally, there's always something. At a club night or at a pub, there will always be a one person that you see that you're like, man, that's depressing. Mm. Yeah. You know, so it's a... Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a weird one. Um, I'll, I'll just... Just sometimes when I've seen things, you know, all, you know, in events all over the country that I've done, where I, the, the ugly things that, yeah, generally... Especially the more extreme things will always alcohol related, and yeah. fundamentally cocaine as well. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on for that. And one more a recommendation that you'll listen to, Doctor Carl Hart on the the Joe Rogan Experience. Another podcast. Listen to that of that month was um, has Doctor Carl Kennedy got a podcast? <laughs> 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 I wish he, he plays some beautiful songs. Um, the Fighter and the Kid that month had Tim Kennedy on. Did yep. you listen to that one? Um, yes, I did. It was amazing. And Tim Kennedy is, is a fighter, but he's also a former squaddy and soldier. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm not someone who's just like a mark for, for soldiers and for patriotism. I'm kind of the anti that in many you, ways. You so, are the anti that in yeah, many I'm, ways. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't, for example, and this will get a lot of hate, I don't, I wear a poppy. Because I believe it's too broad. It's supporting all soldiers. And the fact is, there's a lot of wars I haven't supported. There's been a lot of actions at war that I don't support. So whilst whoever's listening, I'm not happy that your granddad died at war. I'm pleased he he, he did that for us. I'm grateful. But mm-hmm. I don't support overall that, that action of all soldiers are heroes. Um, where, where do you stand on helping plus, heroes? Plus you are pretty again, tight. Yeah, yeah, I don't support it. I don't support helping heroes. Because again, it's that... That broad generalisation, I don't... And again, this will get me a lot... I always get in arguments over this. I don't think all soldiers are heroes. And I think there's, there's no arguing that. I think just history shows there's been soldiers on the British side, on the American side, that have done horrendous things, yeah. absolutely horrendous things in times of war. So I don't think all soldiers are heroes. Therefore, unless... And I wouldn't... I want this, obviously. I'd rather leave them to do what they do and I'll stay away from it. Unless Help for Heroes are going to do a detailed background check on each soldier and what they actually got up to in this country or that country and things like which again i wouldn't want it's nothing to do with me but yeah i'm, I'm not personally a supporter of that um but tim kennedy on on the fire and the kid podcast is absolutely amazing and the stories yeah. he tells and his attitude and outlook he's again he's intelligent he's articulate and yeah i thought it was an amazing amazing episode and definitely worth uh, it has he done rogan as well i think he's he's done rogan as, yeah. as well i this is going to sound harsh but because a Brian Stan is also a soldier. I get a mix up. Right. These white soldiers. <laughs> they're all the same. Do you know, what? Do you know, do you know what? We don't all look the same. It was. It was Steve Brian Stan I've confused it with. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was there was a one with Tim Kennedy though where he was saying he did a, a, a fighting for the troops event. Yeah. And he was coming down to the cage. And it's again a, 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 a that was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first one for the troops. And yeah. and Kennedy, who was he fighting? That was a headline fight. He was. Yeah, I can't think who he was against, but again, it's on a military base. Yeah, and he was coming down, and one of the people he saw in the front row, the last time he saw him, he was handing his best mate to him on a helicopter because he'd been whoa blown up. And it's like, man, the the mental strength to go and do these fights is one thing, but the mental strength to stay focused, we're like. Oh shit! I know that guy. The last time I saw you, I literally was handing my mate and his mate survived and all this kind of. It's 
It's huge. Um, and yeah, I thought that was a great one. Um, we're going to m- m- move on to the next month. Do you want a little bit of music first? Because this month, whichever month we've just done, God, <laughs> I've drunk too much. Wasn't that July we just did? No, we've done August. Cause remember, no, it was August. It was my birthday, remember? Nah. Remember when we talked about my birthday? What's the tune? Mm, no. um, it's my it's my song of the year. Um, it's Queen's Speech, A, a Lady Leisha, which okay. I played to Chris as well yeah, on, the, man, that was on the trip. But that was, that was heavy. She's from heavy Birmingham. Video as well. it's, again, it's weird that this big grime thing's blowing up, but I think a, a Lil Sims and Lady Leisha are my two kind of sh- 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 shining stars in this song. Yeah, I'm going to pl- play a little bit of this, but I just love really uh, comedy lyrics funny lyrics but well written and well woven well written well executed amazing video watch it let's have a little play I hold it down with a snapchat go over your head get a snapback uploaded a pic over tap that and you flow so old granddad it's just fantastic yeah. I'm way too much like a black cat I what what you stop chatting in the club for just that's one like yo from a lamb yo fam yo from a lamb ain't no girl better than I'm on the roads caravan let me take this fast ramadan cause it's going down There we go, we can't play mm. all of that, but yeah. I was enjoying that. I, I, I love it. Number one, I love that one of the biggest hits of the year. I mean, this was huge on its first a week or two and it was, was also really interesting it was one of the first videos I saw that really blew up on, on Facebook video rather than on YouTube and in the first week or two or in fact in a matter of days it had 18 million views on Facebook which is insane if you think of how hard that is on YouTube to, to, to get these views so yeah it blew up huge and I love it number one the fact that the chorus is all just about brushing your teeth which again I think is beautiful I think mm. that's that's wonderful but a few of the little uh a little lines. Um, oh, I can't think of what any of them are now, but, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, you can. Yes, you can. Um, uh, uh, no, I can't think of any lines. But when she's saying, I'm going to do this fast, Ramadan, and just just loads of real just word association, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep this short paragraph, and just all these, yeah, I think it's great. And as it goes on, I mean, she referenced on that bit we played there, the Bruce Jenner yeah. stuff. Uh, later on, she references... A Rachel Dozel, just a brilliant line which is saying, I've got a light-skinned friend that looks like Rachel Dozel and I've got a dark-skinned friend that looks like Rachel Dozel. Dozel and just yeah. the beauty, just using all these references and it made me think of, um, I think he's stopped now, but, but a, a UK rapper, Maestro, I used to do these amazing end-of-the-year raps and it'd just be essentially what these these uh, long-ass yeah. podcasts are but condensed into a, a, a four or five or six-minute thing. Thinking about it for next year. Yeah, yeah, maybe easier than this shit. Um, but it, it, it was great. But it was always that fear of right because it's specifically that you're putting a lot of effort into something that's really dated. Like it's like a, a few weeks time, 
that's out the window. You, yeah, you can't yeah, listen yeah. to that. Whereas this song, because it's got a few references in, but the video again is me and Chris um, were both a fanboying over the other day. It's it's really simple. It's her walking down the street. It's one take, and it's just there's stuff going on, but it's just brilliantly. It's, it seems like one take. Done. I don't know if any. Um, it's definitely one if, take. If any nerds out there, film nerds out there, can pick us up on that and, and can pick out where, where we've missed a cut, but we couldn't see a cut. I could mean, we? also this year, I was the um, host of the British One Take Movie Awards. So, because of my history of Introduction and Stunner and numerous other One Take mm. classics. So what, so, what are they, yo? Huh? What are they? Just big songs. You should listen to them, Chris. You should, <laughs> should, should check them out at some point. Thanks for the support. Um, but yeah, no, 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 no it's, 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 it's a great one-take video. And she just... The thing that struck me, a lot of people often get angry with me because I'm a, a big a fan of Lil Wayne and it surprises all my fans. And the thing that I cannot not love about Lil Wayne is how comfortable he is on the mic. You hear him in the booth, he's the most relaxed person you've ever heard. <laughs> and she's the same on this video. You've never seen someone yeah, so happy yeah, to be just walk, walking t- down the yeah. street and rapping. It's like, that's... Infectious. That just yeah, makes yeah, you yeah. so excited, and it's really. I love it. And Chris has taken his shirt off. <laughs> oh damn. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's a good time to end. Um, it was also that month that I auditioned for the Bastard Executioner and had my first days on set there. But I've talked about that on the Kurt Satter podcast and numerous others. But that was a big, a big moment too. Well, you know, obviously uh, that'll be something that. Uh, You'll probably not watch. <laughs> <laughs> when that's available, Chris will pass it. on that. I'll watch it. There's, there's an, yeah, we'll talk about There's other people worth watching. Um, let's go on to as a, as September. Um, Podcast-wise, I had Andrew Shim on the podcast. Loved it. Don't even need to talk about the podcast particularly, rather than just talk about that was also the month that This Is England uh, 90 was on. Yeah, well. oh, and God. what a return from Shane Meadows just... <laughs> What did you think? I, I mean, it, it blew me away. Oh, I loved I, it. I watched the whole thing in a day and was crying. Yeah. And, um, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah, I was crying. And I, I think when my flatmate come home, which was uh, after three of them, yeah. I was crying. I was saying, this is the best thing. The, 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 he, he's mastered film in my eyes. So, uh, did what, not what, want what, it to end. No, no. It's so amazing, isn't it? Just, just, I, mean, I mean, just talking from... The film originally was a really good film. I think it's amazing. I think it's a classic. Mm-hmm. I think the series is, have now surpassed that. I yeah, genuinely because, think they've just it's taken that, it. It's that. It's just you've got fucking that longer. Yeah, you've just got that time and to meet the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, In and, the series... And he's got that... He's so good at doing that. Like. Yeah. In, 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 and, and again, I mean, I talked about this with Shim, but it's one of the only kind of runs of things that I can think that it's truly an ensemble piece. Like, you can pick almost any character. You can pick... A Woody and his amazing scenes. That dinner table Shit, scene yeah. with Lowell and Woody in particular, that were amazing. Lowell's obviously got numerous amazing scenes, but then in the film you can go back to um, um, Combo and 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 and, and Shim. Um, mm-hmm. Their their interaction in that. Literally everyone you can pick and say that scene was a real standout and amazing yeah. thing. So, and that's rare. You normally have your one or two yeah, yeah, like it's, real it's, actors it's, and then everyone else yeah, towing the it's line. great characters. You know, it's, 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 it's far from a Shane Meadows masterpiece, but um, I've always thought that, um, to, to look at Gavin and Stacey, yeah. right, Gavin and Stacey as characters are almost just a little bit of glue in the middle. Yeah. And the show is totally based around the fantastic characters yeah. that are, that, you know... Well, Bryden, I could watch Bryden for days. Yeah, like, you know, the, 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 every single character in that supporting character is fucking brilliant, yeah, you know? Yeah. And 
And so yeah. what a series. And, and again, I think they nailed it as well on the first few episodes, really uh, leaning heavily on the, on, the, on the nostalgia of the music and it just being, oh, do you remember this? And then on episode kind of end of two, kind of into three going, all oh, right, no, we are amazing writers and actors yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. drama as well. It's not, so the first, the first episode, first episode and a half, it's just like, do you remember that song? Weirdly, do you remember when weirdly, we had haircuts that's like what that? makes a good horror, mu- uh, well, horror, horror movie, though. It's the same, it's that same tactic. It's, it, it's that from, you in. breeding familiari- familiarity. That's the one. And, and uh, that, that's what, that's what he does. It, like, it was every cliche baggy tune, Rosie's, <laughs> you know, yeah. Mondays, yeah, yeah. Charlotte's, and, and it was almost like the, the, the first episode, or it might have been the second episode, it was the first two that I thought were leaning more to some of the comedy yeah. of it, like when Woody's old boss come out of the, the cabinet. Just hilarious. And, um, <laughs> oh, my God. It, it, it was amazing. <laughs> we're crazy. We're yeah. crazy. To- yeah. And I'm doing a thing. When this comes out, In it will have cabinet. already happened, but and, and next week I'm doing... A pilot. I can't say much about it. It's a pilot for an animation to try and get made, and it's m- me, a Brett Goldstein of Super Bob and Corner Boys and all that. James Acaster and Joseph Gilgan, of, oh, uh, who's Woody, obviously. And it's yeah. just instantly that as, as soon as I heard them, people, I was like, t- t- two of them I know well and absolutely adore, and one of them I've never met but think is a genius. Yeah. So yeah, crazy, amazing, and amazing. obviously it was quite comical because yeah. it, 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 them scenes were amazing. Obviously. That's remind me of what the scene was called with the sniff banging, you know. And but that was the thing on, that got that's... me with the character of of, of of Woody is it's so amazing because he's absolutely hilarious. Him him high fiving the priest at the wedding was one yeah. of the funniest moments in the history of television, in my opinion. <laughs> as he puts his hand up to, try, um, <laughs> but um, he's such a good comedy character. But then when he got angry with his parents, yeah. Fuck, that was amazing and yeah. intense and real. It was well, suddenly because, a really because it, because it was beyond it, genuine it and real to, thing. It, it seemed real. Right? I didn't feel like I was yeah. watching uh, a show. It's similar to Paddy Considine in Room for Romeo Brass, where you, know you build this comedy character yeah. and then when it switches, you're like, oh fucking hell! Yeah, right. I, I, I only shoes. saw Room for Romeo Brass um, after the Shin podcast. Mm-hmm. I've watched pretty much the you're rest welcome. of these films, yeah. but I've never seen that. Yeah, and and I love Paddy. I think he's amazing. Yep, and uh, fuck man. Like what? What an amazing film! And hell of a movie. How much? You've, how much did you just want someone to just beat that fucker? Mm. And like again, I said, I said it in the Paddy episode. I don't know if I've ever hated a villain yeah. in a film so much and yeah, loved yeah, them yeah, at yeah, other yeah, points. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's similar. It's that similar twist of, of Woody of. He really almost became too much of a parody, and you're worrying that he's just yeah. there for light relief. And then he had a couple of moments, and the. And the a dinner table scene was another yeah. one where apparently that was two takes so they sh- shot that twice and they shot it for half an hour so as Shane Meadows does a lot of stuff it's not really scripted yeah. you've got it's workshops and it's practice and it's gone through it's, it's not really scripted and then they've gone twice we're going to film this for half an hour I recommend following the Walt Films Instagram and Twitter because this is where I got all this from they filmed two scenes for half an hour and they just they played it out. They made that, it happen that, as that, as the characters, rather than as a scripted as the characters. They just played it that, out. That makes and then total sense. That, together. that makes total sense. Mm. And um, I think where I started getting the feeling they were doing that was: Do you remember the, the scene where Woody's lying on the sofa? Yeah, he's watching trash on telly, and his mum and dad phones him, and he doesn't want to. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I can't 
Yeah, Imagine really... how funny that is. Like his his comebacks yeah. to his mum and, yeah. and that conversation. I, I struggle to imagine someone writing that. It's, and, it's, and, it's interesting and, the the faith in actors, and this is yeah, something again. This is something to have it. The biggest thing that I took away from doing the bastard executioner was I had a scene with um, Danny Capani, and this was quite early on. It was, it was only one of my first scenes. He's a great actor. He's been in a lot of things. He was in. Um, in Misfits and in numerous other bits. He's, he's done a lot. He's been around a lot. He's done a lot of stage stuff. He's an amazing actor. We had this scene and there was a particular... It was just just me and him in the scene. And there was a particular bit that the director wanted him to do one thing and he wanted to do another thing. And it was the slightest... It was a body movement, essentially. And he argued furiously. And I was stood there, like, new to this, like, this is stupid, man. Just mm. just do what the director says. And then, and then we had to cut for a bit. And this isn't spoiling of it. It's part of the process. And his argument, he kept saying, let me do my job. Let me do my job. I'm an actor. Let me do my job. And when we, we all kind of went outside and discussed it, the point was made that the directors of different episodes of series are often different and they change. And again, yeah. they're amazingly talented. But Danny had been playing that character since the pilot. And for months and months and months, so he knew that character. So he was saying, have faith in me. Trust yeah. Yeah, that yeah, my character yeah. would do this. I know yeah, you yeah, want me yeah, to do yeah, this, yeah. but like, trust. And it was weird because at the time I was like, initially at the time I was like, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I thought this dude's being a bit of a dick, man. He's stickling over yeah. over something that's not important. I was like, just do as the guy asks. It's not a big deal. But after hearing him, I was like, no, you're right. You, yeah. You've... If you're that good, and I'm nowhere near that yet, but if you're that good, you've become that character and you can say, no, that's not what I yeah. would do. And that's what kind of no, Shane has I, the faith I, to do. I, he has the faith to go to actors, just be... He, he always feels he doesn't he doesn't write a character. He writes a slot for a character and then he finds that character. There's, there's it feels no, like that with so many. Yeah. He finds there's that person, no they slot in there. in that than in any day modern management. Yeah. And and that is brilliant. That you, you that that is what you need to do. You can't just sit there and point people around. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, uh, let's move on. Um, this month was when I had the Tall Dark Friend episode yeah. of the podcast, which was with Jordan Gray, who again we touched upon in last week's. Um, Jordan Gray is a young lady that wasn't physically born a young lady. Was physically born a male um, up the road from us, and had, had played gigs for you over the years and it was interesting because someone else had recommended um, a song of hers mm-hmm. and I listened and it was kind of a bit spoken word a bit rapid yeah. and it was really inspirational I thought she yeah. nailed it talking of her experiences becoming a woman in yeah. Tilbury making that transition from male to female yeah. um, and it was it was weird because you and me had a phone conversation just about just catching up on on UFC yeah. and I was like oh, I've got this cool podcast and I was like it's this person who lives in Tilbury you did this, and you were like Jordan yeah, and you've yeah you've worked with Jordan and done stuff with Jordan f- for years, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's lovely. Yeah. The talent is a, a, a songwriter and a fascinating. And, and, and I thought the, the, the podcast she she came over so well. Yeah, she was articulate. And, 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 and you're right on that. What I loved was intelligent, articulate, but also really pulled me up on the ignorance yeah. that I had, which I liked. I was there for. Kind yeah, of but I was cool with it though. Yeah, like, we were all all right with it. The, at, at the points I'd ask her stuff, she'd be able, she'd keep reminding me. I can only speak for me. Yeah. I can't speak for all transgender people. Yeah, yeah. This particular thing you're asking, I'm not offended by that. Yeah. Some might be. We don't have a mm. newsletter that goes around and we yeah. all tick off and go, right, we're now offended by that. Yeah, yeah. And some of that is like, right. I don't know Caitlyn Jenner. I've never yeah. met Caitlyn Jenner. I can't speak. And I was asking a lot, because yeah. the Caitlyn stuff was happening, yeah, yeah, yeah. asking a lot of questions about that. It's like, 
I don't know any more than, no, I, than I, you I, do. I'm in a different, completely different world. Okay, a completely different world, and that's what what made that so interesting. Because where where, where she was born was where I was born, and yeah. it's it's fucking rough there. Yeah, and a lot of people down there taking nothing away from them, but they're they're so a lot of people down there are not that forgiving to to to, to, yeah. to somebody that was. With, with, with born a man and, completely and, and, as i mean as we touch upon it a lot in the podcast and there's a, a lot of greatness in all of these areas i think there's always richness in yeah. this kind of situation but tilbury and grays and all these there is a lot of of bmp turned into yeah, UK, yeah, yeah. turned into you know whatever else along the way and as i said in the podcast and i think i actually got it from that initial phone conversation i think yeah. it's something that you said to me was that it's a world of difference so it's going to be interesting hearing the difference between a walking down a Hollywood Boulevard in a Versace dress to walking down Tilbury High, High Street in a Primark dress. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, that's a big difference. And, yeah, just such a fascinating and articulate yeah. a, a girl. And she came and asked a question on the live podcast as well. Oh, and that really? was great to kind of... She, she, she'd come along and, yeah, again, I, I, I was just blown away by that. And it's one of the most excited I've been about a podcast. I yeah. heard that song... And from hearing that song to sitting in her living room talking to her was about 48 hours. Yeah. And I rarely, you know, I generally, they take a while to set up, but it's yeah, like, yeah, I was like, yeah. when are you about? Let's let's do this. Because it yeah. felt so relevant and it felt obvious to do a transgender type subject because of all that was going on, which I'd, I'd avoid because I don't want to do things just because they're the current hot yeah. topic. But it was that fascinating thing of the different a world that this was taking place in. Totally. Um, let's keep on the on the podcast tip for a bit. Um, Adam Buxton, his podcast came back in 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 September as well, and he's fantastic. I don't know if you've caught any of them, but he had um, a, pretty much a, all of them. A, a Louis Theroux, John Ronson, and numerous great people on. So I highly recommend that. He also I, I got to go on his he, podcast you, and he you, had me. You guys cross pollinated, didn't you? We did cross. I pollinate, so I went on his and he went on mine, and it was it was a lovely time. But again, I just think he's he's nailed that. He's done in a similar way like this. Again, like one of the reasons I'm not hired this. One of the reasons of recording these now, like we're recording it in December at the beginning of December, is that these are now our catalogue is sorted over Christmas. Yeah. Like when it's hard to get guests and yeah, things like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. can sit back. And he's done a similar thing. He's finished his podcast for now, and then he's doing a Christmas special with Joe Cornish. So Adam and Joe back together for the first time in years and just doing so again. Wow. Absolutely wow. amazing. I recommend all of them podcasts. Um, the other one I wanted to touch upon, which I know neither of you or probably wouldn't have caught, um, the Richard Herring podcast is fantastic. I had Richard Herring on the other week. I heard it the other day. I've actually. done his podcast. Oh, oh, you came along, didn't you, when I was that's, on the Richard Herring one? That's kind of the only time I heard that's it. The only time. But he had, in September, he had Limmy on. And you and me are big fans of Limmy. Uh, yeah, 100%. And Limmy's, again, if you're not f- familiar with Limmy, go to Amazon or whatever and buy the two-series mm. box set of the Limmy <laughs> show. Just buy it, because it's masterful. He's a Scottish comedian. He was almost on Distraction Pieces. In fact, in September, I think it was, and we couldn't, we just couldn't make it work. But just, it, it's insane, it's mm-hmm. mental, but it's absolutely hilarious. It's bizarre that among comedians in the comedy scene... The Limmy Show is seen as one of the best shows in recent years, yet it was on BBC Scotland, but wasn't on BBC in the UK because his accent is too strong. And they generally just felt it wouldn't translate. It wouldn't yeah. translate. It's too hard. But it's, it, yeah, it's amazing. I so think, I think, it might I think even he's be on abstract. I think he's abstract. I think he's intelligent. Yeah. I mean, it's really funny stuff. Yeah. Have you seen any Limmy stuff, Stu? No. 
He's great. Really good. What is that where Dee Dee goes to, uh, Dee Dee gets on a bus? What yeah, is that one? Yeah, Man, that kills me. Dee. There's, there's loads Yorker, of... Yorker. Yeah. Yorker. There's great... <laughs> he does all these, these different characters and one of them is just kind of stoned or hungover or drunk or something. What and he's now? And he's watching, in one episode, he's watching the advert and it says, new by... <laughs> Danone. And he's like, all right. And then the advert ends and he goes, mm, Danone. And he's like... <laughs> They just say new by Danone, but then at the end they called it Danon. And then he watches TV for like 24 hours to see it again. And, like, and then they're like, new from Danone. And he's sitting on the edge of the seat, and Danone. And it's like, is it Danone or is it Danone? It's fucking, it's genius. It's just a guy sitting there just mumbling in his head, like all just voiceover of his thoughts again. And then I was like, no, I must have just not thought that right. But it's, <laughs> it's masterful. Oh, um, brilliant. So, yeah, I recommend that hugely. A um, couple of... Let's get a fight in, some MMA talk. Um, did anyone see Sicario before we do that? No, film I, uh, came out. no, that was one film I'm desperate to watch. It's fantastic. It's really um, well done. My only criticism would it had the same effect to me as Traffic. Did you see that? Traffic, to me, was anticlimactic. For me, it was like, that was amazing, but I had no desire to see it again. No, It's, exactly. it's kind of, you end it and go, well done, everyone. No, I And that's I, about that. I, and I, this kinda, was, I kind of had I, I, uh, Traffic I, I, with the lineup, thinking, right, wow, yeah. this is going to be inc- incredible. And I, I, enjoyed, I, like, mm. I enjoyed Sicario more than Traffic, but it was a bit of one name. I did kind of end it go, that oh, was just shit. great. I don't really want to ring people and tell them about it immediately. That was just, that was just good. Um... The only fight I've noted was Arlovsky v Frank Mir. Yeah. Which was kind of a letdown in all reality. It was a hugely exciting hype thing because they're both, again, they're both former proper heavyweight yeah. legends that have had Bangers. a bit of a resurgence. And it was cool because it meant Arlovsky has kept his, his yeah. winning streak and could yeah. potentially get a title shot in the new year and stuff like that. But, yeah, it wasn't that great. It was no thriller for me. Let's then talk about... A young man called Nick Diaz. Yeah. Let me tell the story here. Nick, <laughs> Nick Diaz, the year before, fought Anderson Silva. Anderson being one of the greatest of all time, making a comeback after yep. an injury. In that fight, at one point, Nick Diaz l- laid on his back and rested his head on his arm. Oh, just man. To, just funny. to lure him in. So it was bizarre. But in that fight, Anderson Silva, afterwards, the drug test came back, he popped for steroids. Or performance enhancers. <laughs> Nick Diaz, the drug test came back, and again he popped for weed. So it's an interesting thing. Number one, sh- should weed be banned anyway? It's hardly a performance enhancer. There's arguments in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu that you can perform better when you're on weed because you're more relaxed, mm-hmm. you can see the angles more. Um, but the big thing was at this point, so that will happen last year at this point, Nick Diaz went to court, and people who don't know Nick Diaz, he's got a huge fan base because. He's just proper from the streets, and he's just a little, a little thuggy gangster. So he goes into this man. He's 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 a fighter. He's a real scrapper. He's the he's the he was the Look bully at, the at your school. There, and he's just on the wall, yeah. on. He was the bully the at your school. And again, he got into MMA because him and his brother used to sit up and watch Bruce Leaf videos on YouTube. So again, that's kind of the illustration of what kind of the guy this is. He's a massive stoner, but he happens to be one of the best fighters in the world as yeah. well. So he pops for for weed, he's got his court case, and he decides, or on the advice of his counsel, he decides to plead no comment th- throughout. And the court case is screened 
a live on Fight Pass. So you've got this long court case of them asking big in-depth questions and Nick Diaz going, no <laughs> comment. Diaz. And then getting more creative, you'd be like, no comment. <laughs> no comment. I really go through. And in the end, he gets a five-year ban. Now, you've got to bear in mind as well, people have popped for steroids and got six months banned, three months banned, Coke, a, a one year zero ban. ban. Coke was a zero ban. John, John Jones. Jones ban. Zero ban for Coke. not had a ban. The, 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 the incident he got in, the Coke he got popped for, he didn't get a ban. The incident with the hit and run was outside of the cage, therefore it wasn't part of the commission. So it was up to the UFC, it's discretionary, suspended. Where, you know, they waited until he'd had his court case. He didn't get put in prison. He got community service. Therefore, they could say yeah. they or they could have been sued essentially for for, for not allowing him his job back because he hadn't been been in prison for it. But yeah, so many. It's just bizarre. It, it was What did Lombard get done for? He got done for, for for steroids, and that was I think a six month, maybe a twelve month. But again, the fact that you can get done for steroids, and the fact that anyone can give a five year ban. To an athlete is 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 frightening. If, again, if it's not steroids, I guess if it's repeated performance enhancing drugs, but for yeah, weeks, we're which, about, we're which again, we're talking about hundred meters repeated performance yeah. enhancing that will make you sprint. But even that, well, even that, when Dwayne Chambers got his his lifetime ban, that was overturned because it was illegal to give a lifetime ban because it's not right in in, in employment not... and so on and so forth. Right. So yeah, it's it's kind of a bizarre. And basically, the fact is, everyone saw that the judges were getting more and more annoyed with Nick Diaz. So they gave him a big ban because he's a bit of a dick. That's yeah. not that's not what you're meant to do. You're meant no, to be. Right. No, you're meant ha- to have your has, guidelines he laid had out. Zero right? courtroom charisma. I was saying this to what, us um, on that on that chat group. What's Dana said? It's going to ruin him. Um, he's kind of I've not I, I commented. He's, Which is what he has to do. A few fighters, to an extent. A, a, a few different fighters. Henry could. Kujo, Kujudo, yeah. the 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 gold yeah. medalist Olympian wrestler. Um, he was great. He came out and said, "I won't fight in Nevada." I, forget it. Even if I get the title, I'm not going to fight in Nevada because I don't support that commission handing out such a, a five year ban for someone. And again, and and Nick Diaz has a license for weed. He's smoking weed legally. Again, it's all kind of bullshit in America where it's legal and you can get a license or whatever. Not, but yeah. but he's smoking it illegally. He's not. Are breaking the law. It's just the in competition law. So again, it'd be different if he was popped for an illegal drug yeah. or something like that. It's kind of but it's why bizarre. Is it, but why is it competition law? So you know, laws are laws are there to protect to prevent things getting abused. But mm-hmm. why is that? When they sat there and gone, okay, he's done this, so he has broken this. So let's yeah. look down at how this has affected yeah. his game. Yeah, I mean, again, how, the, how, what, again, but what, what sort said, of effects the, is the that? The argument what, against. A weed again. I think it's kind of silly, but the argument against weed is similar to the argument against s- steroids in training. So people say, "Well, if you're not on steroids during the fight, you can do as much steroids. It's not going to make you better." That's kind of bullshit because yeah. the steroids will mean that you can train longer. You can get that technique. It's still technique that you're nailing, but it's drugs that have enhanced that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The argument could be that if you're training Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you can progress greater on, on weed. Like, and it's just fucking... So, like, that's such a marginal argument. Uh, again, I don't Do know. Ed, like, 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 it's the reason Eddie Bravo and the Gracies had great fallings out, because Eddie Bravo and Joe Rogan, all these, were like, smoke some weed before practice. Mm. It, it, it makes it all compute better. It goes in better. It's, it's part of the development. So that's, that's Bravo... intelligence-wise opposed to physicality-wise, which is, it, I think, a different yeah. argument. Oh. Again, it's tough, because, again, if it's... If it's Saying uh, it's making you smarter. 
As something interesting. Weed, it makes you smarter in a fight. As, Not it makes you physically better. Something interesting that again, Dr. Carl Hart said in that one about drugs when they talked about performance enhancing drugs briefly was saying he feels that I don't know. It's all. He, don't, he, he doesn't think anything should be banned, but everything should be available to everyone. So you've got these yeah. choices. Because he was saying, mm-hmm. the fact is, if you're GSP and you've got one of the highest calibre gyms in the world, all sorts of equipment, all sorts of nutrition advice, and you're fighting Dan Hardy, who's coming yeah. from the UK and hasn't got all these millions and hasn't got as, yeah. as much of a camp, you've got an advantage. You've got an unfair advantage that he yeah. can't have. He can't do all the things that you're doing it's not available yeah. to him and the argument against performing science and drugs is you being able to do something that the opponent can't do whereas if everything is available to everyone and again yeah. I don't know where I fall on that it's kind of it gets dangerous because it's for the protection of the fighters but yeah a five year ban for for weed is clearly ridiculous right Insane. everyone in agreement no, it's totally, absolutely totally, mental it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, bollocks yeah 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 it goes without saying and the UFC would be a much duller place without Nick Diaz yeah yeah well actually no you can't make that ruling on how much fun someone is but you can you can a bit you can't you can't no but again equally it's exactly the same thing though because that fun is essentially why he's got a five year ban it's his entertainment it's his it's his attitude He's not got a five-year ban for doing drugs. Yeah, I think you have to break that down a lot more. But no, again, it's 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 clearly not like people have been popped for weed before Mm. and got a two-month ban, a three-month ban, Mm. a six-month ban. So he didn't get that ban because of the drugs. He got that ban because of his attitude. Mm. His attitude is what Mm. we're referring to as he's a lot of fun. So again, I agree that you can't be extra yeah, lenient on him way. because he's fun, but equally you can't be harsher on him because what we perceive as fun, a commission perceives as disrespect yeah, or so on and so forth. Mm. Um, we're going to wrap this up and then we're, we're going to have to do one more, which one is more. getting really late. It's almost a, it's almost midnight. I mean, have you guys got work in the morning? Jeez. Yes. Sorry about that. We'll, we'll wrap this one up. Just two quick things because then we've just got October and November and we can fit that into one. Sure. Maybe the next one will be a short one, but just quickly on, on September, um, a Volkswagen, you hear about all that shit? With the... Uh, the diesel... Yeah, fucking yeah. disgusting. Oh my God, that's crazy. So there, there's, there's emission tests and to test how much you're polluting and Volkswagen were completely rigging that to get past these tests and then putting out cars that were then, fucking kill it. How fucked up is that? As a massive it's, country... It's, it's fucked up, but it's, it, it, that, that's rife. Like, like we, we, it's we, so we, mental, they, though. They've been caught out, but the crazy thing is there's so many companies doing that all the time. But so yeah, I know it's trivial. Them, but that's but I know it's trivial. But that's all the time. proper supervillain shit that you're going. Well, yeah. We're going to do this thing that's going to destroy the world more. Let's hide it. You know, it's genuinely that. There's nothing other than that. There, obviously, there's that's profit or whatever. But it's and and they're not a small company. There's not a few Volkswagens out there. There's, yeah, there's a lot. And yeah, I just found that thing, just the absolutely thing is unimaginable. Still, Volkswagen is kind of small fry compared to the amount of uh, banking organisations that are doing that on such a bigger level to us every day, so badly that we don't... We, we commonly accept that as, um, as I said earlier, what the first episode, as religion. Well, yeah. that's just how things are. It's that's just, just yeah. how we go about our day. Not beyond Volkswagen where we go, fucking liar. Yeah. There's there's people doing that on such a bigger scale. Yeah, so I'm not up. saying that's that's a it, it, Volkswagen what they were doing was wrong. I'm just saying if you found what Volkswagen did wrong, 
there are so many other companies yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, Again, that's a tough one because it's like it's not that, that kind of encourage you to, to ignore or excuse when mm. again there's there's a lot going. The, the last thing for this month I want to talk about. What's the best lie you've ever told? The best lie I've ever oh told. Oh, God, I've got so um, many I, to go I, through. I called into work once, right? I, oh, I, was working, no, I know one of your best lies. I was, I was working in HMV, and my girlfriend at the time was about to leave for uni, so I didn't want to go in, so I called into work and said, mate, like, I was on my mobile, like, this is embarrassing, but I've got st- stuck in my loft. <laughs> I've gone up, I love I've, you, man. I've gone up in my loft, and the loft hatch has gone down, and it's one that closes on the outside. Yeah, yeah. The loft hatch has gone down, and I'm, st- I'm stuck in my loft, and they're like... What? And I'm like, I'm just stuck in my loft. I was like, I, I don't even know when my mum's coming back. I've rung her phone, but she's not answering. She's in meetings. Like, I might be in at some point, but she's just not come back. And he was like, well, Sarah lives in Stanford. And she can come by and let you out. I was like, that'd be amazing. If she can get in the front door, you know, without a key, obviously. If yeah, she can get yeah, in, then yeah. that has saved my life. Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to piss. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I was really... And because it was such a ridiculous lie, they completely went for it. I just had a nice a, a nice day with the missus. Saw her off to Bristol. Oh, man, we've, we've, we've done some fantastic ones. What other ones that he's really... Uh, my my favourite lie that, that uh, you, you pulled on me was that uh, I was having a load of trouble in my physics class. This must have been the third time out <laughs> I was trying to do physics and I was I was segregated. No, you know, I was getting into trouble and uh, Pip walks into the classroom and he's like, is Chris Glasson in here? I read it off a bit of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I read it off a bit of paper yeah. I was like, is there Chris, Chris Glasson? <laughs> And I looked round, I was obviously bored out my brains, and Pip walks in with uh, a few other of our old accomplices. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's got he's got a phone call. The uh, I said he's he's got a phone call at, at reception urgently. At reception. Um, and then you came out and then... Walked out. I went back in and said, I've, I've got to go, I can't, I can't explain. And, <laughs> and we went and got drunk or stoned or something, wasn't it? <laughs> Probably both. Probably and both. I, I nicked that off my mate Rick... Uh, oh, man. Ricky Clayton, as, 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 as in media, and literally, I mean, he just had these big w- windows, and I'm sat there just kind of bored, and Rick just just walked past and had a real kind of, he glanced and then went, kind of, he leant back again. So he'd gone out, he'd gone out of the, the window frame, then leant back and went, huh. so at least mine was planned, and then he just went, just opened the door and, w- and walked in, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? He's just walked in my class, and he was just off the cuff, just went, is there a is there a David Meads? Obviously, he didn't say Scroobius Pip. That would have been a weird to my really? teacher. Is there a David Meads? what that was back then. Exactly that. And we just went and got drunk. And, and, yeah. and the, the worst part for that, the guilt for that, was for months after that, my teacher was like, look, if you need extra time, oh, things like that. And I was like, because oh, they for, thought for something For me, bad my, my, my uh, fallout was there was a while while the, um, what are they called? What are the top boys at uh, school called? The, no, no, the bosses. The bosses, the headmasters. The preachers, headmasters, those guys. The the bosses. <laughs> I don't know. He had uh, he had my he had my timetable up on his wall, like in the in the headmasters room. Headmaster, right? Yeah. He had my timetable up in the wall just to make sure that. There weren't kids like him getting me out. Just keep an eye on you. Oh, I th- keep an eye on me. I threw me. a kid down a flight of stairs once at school. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really bad. Why am I laughing about that? That's not cool. No, it's because he took the piss out of my stutter while I stood at the top of the stairs. <laughs> I just, just do it somewhere it. else. And yeah. he was just, oh, he man. took the piss of our start and I said, all right, you're going down there. You only pushed him. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't his fault, was it? It's gravity that yeah, did the rest. It's his fault that you start. What did you say about lies and, and stairs? Like, was, uh... <laughs> Speaking of lies and stairs. <laughs> well, my, my cousin was telling me about um, a bloke he grew up with and, and, and he was his favourite liar. Um, he was called Gapper Lee, which is an amazing <laughs> name for a liar. Name. 
and um, stabbily. He lays claim to have uh, jumped uh, at the windows of the top floor of Tilby Flats. Uh, <laughs> wow. And man. used a tea towel as a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that guy not in here now, man? We need and to hang out with him. Also got also told his mates that uh, he, could oh, fit in, he could fit in a teapot. <laughs> 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 Seriously, yeah, yeah. Wow. that's beautiful. I told you, I've told you. So we're going to throw some lies in the mix. I, I, I told you about the the the, the, the shit with, with Buckley and the conversation we had about. Which one was it? So you've done done, done nights with James Buckley in the past, or DJ? Like you were his yeah, DJ yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, partner. Yeah. And, uh, and that's James Buckley from uh, In Between Us. Yeah, yeah. So we're um we're, we're driving to Hull or somewhere like that. And um, and it was Damon or Ian, the writers in between us, f- phoned up James and said, "Look, we're writing uh, whatever it was, second series or whatever it was at the time. Need to think of some liars, some liars for your character." Yeah. And so it was like, okay. So he sort of put the phone down, and we've got another sort of three, four hours going up the M1, and he was like, do, do, "Do you know any sort of good liars?" And I said, "Yeah, I do." Funnily enough, I said, um, "Me mate Justin's um, got a pal." who's come up with some of the greatest lies ever. <laughs> but I think the key to a good liar is you believe it. Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and you also have that thing that everyone else believes your lies, which, which is key. And I always play along with a liar mm-hmm. because I, I, I can't want to hear it. But <laughs> he, he come out with, with, with a stack of lies and only one made the in-betweeners. The, the one that made the in-betweeners was, was a play on um, when Dave said he went to um, a safari park with his dad... Um, a moose was bogging him out. <laughs> so his dad turned around and laid it out. Brilliant, uh, brilliant. Yeah, anyway, wow, wow. But, but the, they've got weak chins. But he, he also laid claim to have um, not been able to come down the, the pub one night because um, he got in from the gym and was so ripped he got stuck in his bath. Uh, <laughs> There's no way. There's no way he said that. But the creme, the creme was when... Um, he he come down the pub, told everyone that he was a bit down, his budgie had died. Right. How did his budgie die? Well, a couple of weeks ago, my budgie had broke its leg and my dad made a splint for it out of a swan vesta. <laughs> <laughs> a week later, he'd struck it on the sandpaper at the bottom of the... The page and, and it's burned to death. It's the social peacock need to have a good story. I always oh, remember. My brother tells this all the time. He was at a party, a house party in South London, I think it was once, and there was a lad there who was on his own, and a few people had come around, and this, this one lad, and he'd been a bit quiet, and then he got talking to him, and it turns out he'd been on, on, on Funhouse. Like with Pat Sharp and the twins, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he um, oh, he's, he's he talks to everyone. And he's like he becomes the best dude in the party because if you've got a good story, you're the best yeah. dude in the in the fucking party. So he's telling them the whole time about how they didn't win the main prize, but <laughs> yeah, they got to go yeah, on this and all this, this and all this, and then the night goes on and on, and he's like the toast of the town. And just as he's, he's leaving, and my brother's near the door, and he just walks past him and just whispers to my brother, he goes, "Yeah, I made all that up about." About Funhouse and a bit, oh and then we're gonna, I just leave. And I love that little Amazing. punchline of like, I'm going to give this punchline to one person, and then leave. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just telling more stories now. But no, always reminds me of my uncle John, who is is is, is great. He's 
is a good uncle and I like the kind of comedy where it's not for the mass audience it's just for one or two yeah, so yeah, totally. and we had this Christmas do around my uncle Pat's and someone did the stinkiest fart in the world <laughs> ever and John it was in me fessed up and it was just it became this big joke and it was all this as families are at Christmas when you've had a few drinks this big joke going on and on and on and then it just died down and me and, and me and my our brother were just at the end and, and John just uh, leant over to his wife Denise and went it's the last time I'm covering for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it just killed us because it was like, no, she was like, shut up, that wasn't, man, it wasn't for the whole, it didn't make a big deal of it. It's, like, yeah. it's the last time I'm covering for you. Um, I mean, we do need to wrap this one up and start the last right. one, or we're going to be all night, but just quickly, just quickly on this last one, we talked about it a, a little bit earlier, the when do you know you're the bad guys or the good guys. Um, in September, obviously we have been, we have bombed us in America bombed Syria and have been involved in all this kind of or, or, or have been involved in Middle East a lot mm-hmm. September was when Russia got involved and was fighting the same people that we were fighting and I find that an incredibly tough time to think that you're the good guys when you're you've got your arm around Vladimir Putin and it was interesting seeing the political shuffling in general because we're obviously we've been against Putin for a while and fighting a lot of his his regimes and actions so yeah How's 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 that for feeling the you're never the good be guys? A good guy if you're dropping bombs on people, no, nah, no, nah. it's a tough one, isn't it? <sighs> good point. Sorry, good, um, good point. Well made. Um, now let's let's wrap it up there and move on to the next one. Okay, <laughs> no, 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 unless you do have anything to add, it's just it's weird because Putin for so long has become this almost Bond villain, just mythical. That there's just pictures of him riding horses with his shirt off and and catching. F- fish live and just raw with his hands and then suddenly this evil villain is like you know what you guys are right you know we need to go and sort them guys out in, in this like wall this is yeah, some but shit I mean, right here. like even look at the politics now we're not we're, we're not sort of fighting the same fight although we are and it's all getting confusing yeah. Obama's trying to straighten it out but that's December let's roll back two months and yeah. um, and we, we were in a slightly different climate and we were in a climate where we've been hating on Russia for so fucking long, mm. but that's not that. That depends on the, the media channels. Do you watch any media channels that aren't that aren't English? Yeah. And then have you ever watched any media channels where Russian is translated into English? Yeah. And sometimes watch the things that Putin's saying. Well, Russia. Sometimes the most I watch nuts. them and I go, "That's not what the English channels are saying. What you're saying, it's and whether that's being lost in translation." It's, it's amazing the amount of hotels in Russia that have like pictures of Putin on topless on a horse and, and wrestling a snake, and it's just stupid, like barbaric, like old age <clears> shit <throat> like that. That they're still he's still living under that that cloak of propaganda, mm. like, like like within their own yeah. in their own country. It's kind of a mess, but yeah. Let's wrap this up, okay. have a couple more drinks, and then do the last one. So there's going to be five. Okay, five. We thought there might be two Jesus or three. Christ. There's going to be five. It's 1am, s- see you. 12am. I'll see you all next when week. You had, uh, what? When you were doing your horse training, yeah. did you have your shirt on? I did have my shirt on. Oh, okay. I, yeah, That's you not can't how I that. picture it, though. No, I had no. a sword as well, mate. I had a sword tucked oh, right. in. You I, can't hold a, a gall- shirt and ride I, a sword. I, horse. Hold a shirt and ride a sword. <laughs> 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 no, I can't, Chris. I cannot hold a shirt and ride a sword. I've never been able to do that. Pussy! Um, pussy! <laughs> so, yeah, on, on, pussy. On, on that bombshell, see you all next week where we'll be slightly more drunk and we will finish up and then have a bit of a look forward to next year.
You've been listening to Scrooge Pit's Discretion Piece.